have a ball, uh, learn new things. The difference is, um, I think remembering everything that Karen has remembered is, it, like we're just laughing about remembering all of the things that Amber Toes does is hard. Um, Karen goes, no, it's not. And I say, well, this isn't hard. And she goes, yes, it is. So we all have a way of learning. And this is so much fun. Karen, it's so cool to be doing this. Is, is, is that record button there now? Yes, I've done it. Yay, awesome. OK, so welcome, everyone, to today's combined webinar. This, and if everyone that's joining us now is that you will, every time we do this webinar, uh, you will need to register again, OK? The reason for that, it's not register one for all future webinars, is uh, because I don't know how to do that. It's really that simple. <laughs> so we'll just send you out the webinar. It's a very, very simple link to register on. It's dualnetworking.com forward slash combined webinar. And that'll register you for this webinar. Um, and so just before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping. We are recording tonight's webinar. Uh, we'll make it available. We had a little bit of an issue recording the previous webinar, so we've got that on audio, uh, but not as a webinar. But that's still, so both teams should have access to that now. Um, whereas this one, we believe we've got it fixed up and that'll be available for you. Also, a couple of little housekeeping. Um, LifeWise event from Melbourne is next weekend. And Manifest Mandy asked me if uh, we could just make sure everyone's aware that if you live in Melbourne, we've got a good team down there in Melbourne. Um, I, uh, they can go away. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got a great team down in Melbourne. So make sure you're at that LifeWise event. It's only $100 for five tickets. So pull the teams together, take some guests, and that includes a $35 food voucher, um, which is absolutely incredible. And we've also got the, um, uh, remember everyone, the new pack is out and, and available for $150. Now, for those of you that are in my team, remember we still have our team webinar after this. We're going to be covering some pretty important stuff, so don't miss that. You're going to hear about the latest success with the XFMs and so on, so, um, and how we're actually making that work and happen. And for those of you that aren't in our team with Karen, Karen's going to know all about that as well, so she can fill you in on the stuff that she seems important for her thing. But tonight it's my privilege to have, it's our privilege to be hosting this with you guys. For me to be, um, I guess, uh, the, uh, I guess the host with Karen. Um, you know, she, I'm, I'm up for the next one, so I'll be talking on the next one. And but this one, you know, to have a woman of Karen's caliber uh, speak and train people is is um is, un is amazing and she does it for free. It's not costing any of you anything to be on this webinar. You know, if you wanted to go and get uh, formal training from a person with the experience that Karen has, you would pay a lot of money to be able to hear and spend time with her and, and, and receive from her experience, especially her gold and her nuggets that she's going to be sharing tonight. So can I suggest that you have a notepad and pen? Can I suggest that you be ready? to receive because remember it's not the, person's, the person that's delivering the information's responsibility to make sure that you learn the information. That's your responsibility. You take on the responsibility to be ready to learn. The best way that you do that is get rid of all distraction, have a notepad and pen ready and be here with an attitude that's a good attitude and an attitude to learn because you are in great hands with this lady. 
I have wanted to know for a long time uh, always about how to look after clients and Karen and her team do an incredible job with that. I'm so uh, in awe of what they do. Uh, I love catching up with them. They are a team like ours. They have a wonderful heart, a wonderful culture, beautiful people and just so much fun. You know, if you hang around any of them, you know that you're in great company and it's because really, Karen, what you've done with your team, the culture you've developed. So. It's my privilege to welcome Karen. I've, uh, I'm going to hand it over to you. I'm going to be in the background taking many notes myself. Those of you in Melbourne, make sure you've got that date for the LifeWise event. Uh, Karen, it's all yours. Thank you, Jane. Do I need to press the arrow to show my screen or not? Yes. If you press show my screen now, that's a good, bu good button to press. Okay. Well, I think I can manage that. How's that? Can you see, Can you see customers? <laughs> Great. Well, we're off to a good start. Thank you for that lovely introduction, James. And let me say it's my absolute pleasure to come on and do this. It's, um, it's a win-win situation for everybody, your team and my team, because they get the benefit of the webinar also and the recording, which we'll get right this week. So um, thank you. Thank you very much for your kind words. It's great to be here. And this is a subject that is very, very dear to my heart for lots of reasons about how we actually look after customers and maintain them. And I guess one of the biggest things you need to realise right from the beginning is that customers really are the lifeblood of your business. It may surprise you to know that whatever level you're at in this business, 90% of the people in your team will be customers. So they, they produce you know, a massive amount of your income at whatever level you're at. Yes, we all like to find leaders who are going to build our business, but you know, they, are, they are much fewer and your customers are really the lifeblood. They're the core of your business. So they, we de they deserve to be looked after and we need to learn how to do that and that's what I hope to share with you tonight. So one of my favourite sayings is, is to begin with the end in mind. So what is your end in mind? What do you need to be looking for with customers? Well, I think the best goal is to have your customers for life. may not always work out that way, but it's still a great goal to start off with that attitude that you're establishing a customer for life. Not the attitude, oh great, I got one, and hope they'll stay on the products. It's having that mindset right from the beginning that you're going to do everything you possibly can to keep this person as a customer for life. And how are you going to do that? Well, there's two, there's two main factors. Good service, that's the way you keep any customer in any business, and product satisfaction, obviously. So how do we do that? And remember, but before we go on to that, remember that many business builders come from being satisfied customers. Yes, you may enrol business builders from the very beginning if you've prospected them from that point of view, but I can tell you the majority of leaders in my business came from being satisfied customers in the beginning. So you don't know who the people are. You don't know who the 90% are going to be and who the 10% are going to be that go on to build a business. So you need to be looking at every single person and for those customers that are going to become business builders, the way you treat them at the beginning as customers, you are also training them. You are training them how we do the business. So it's not just a customer, it's a training program you're on right from the beginning. 
So product knowledge is obviously a factor. You know, you can't look after customers if you have no idea about your products and what to do with them. And this is always a big, you know, point of concern in Manatech that people feel they don't know as much as me, for instance. And I, this has been a major issue in my team. People think they don't know as much as me, so they can't do this. You don't have to have in-depth product knowledge. You don't need to know all the ins and outs. But to look after customers, you do need to know some basic knowledge of what are maintenance amounts and if people have got hormonal issues that they might need a bit more plus and omega-3. If they've got immune system problems, they may need a bit more than a maintenance level of um, Ambrotose. So these are just sort of really simple things. So please, you know, don't get bogged down thinking you have to know masses of science to look after your customers. You absolutely don't. And the simple thing you need to know right from the beginning is just how to start on the products. And the key word there is slowly. And this is not generally known. Um, you know, one of the things I train in my team, we work on it very hard, is to when, when we enrol new people, we ask them to ring their enroller as soon as their products arrive so that we can tell them how to get started. That, that's such, such an important factor because if people just go ahead and take everything on the label straight up, they could have quite a strong cleansing response, even a maintenance amount because these days people are quite toxic, a lot of people are. So this starting slowly, that's really the main thing you need to know, just with low amounts and usually not even all, all of the products, you know, depending on how you're starting people. But in the core products, I would only ever start with Ambrotose GI Pro plus an Omega-3 and not at a maintenance amount. Yes, one GI Pro, but only half a teaspoon of Ambrotose twice a day, two plus and two Omega-3. That's just a nice, safe place to start. You'll get the odd person who will even have a strong cleansing response with that and you might need to even go back. But that's not common. That's usually a very safe start. But one of the key things in this, in this process is to let people know they may have this cleansing response. It's so important that you let them know. Now that doesn't mean you paint a really bad picture and say, oh, you'll probably get a terrible headache and you might get nausea and you might this. You don't do all of that. You just let them know and explain in, before they get their products that for some people they've got a lot of toxins stored in their body. When their immune system picks up, they start to clean out some toxins and you may get a slight headache. So just minimise it. Don't make it a big deal. And, and I tell people it'll be a bit like a dehydration headache, just a bit of a dull head and drink more water. Just keep it that simple. Don't have to make it elaborate. Um, but, but for war is forearmed and it's a very powerful thing. It's much more powerful if you let people know this may happen because then when they get a headache, if they do, not everybody does, but if they do, they'll be pleased. It's a sign it's working. So you've already earned brownie points by telling them something might happen and it did happen. So their confidence and trust in you has gone up. Their confidence and trust in you is, in the products has gone up all because they got a headache. How good is that? Just from sharing. So that's such an important point. And as I said a while ago, many people are toxic. So increase slowly. And again, you don't have to know all the ins and outs to do the increasing. You can do that gradually. 
If you want more information, if you're in Jane's team, contact him and my team, I know they've got notes and they can contact me also. How to do that and how to get into that and you know you can, may have someone who can guide you in that process if, if necessary. But just do everything gradually. Let people get used to it gradually and you know it doesn't hurt to go slowly to begin with either. Their products last longer. <laughs> it takes longer till they have to reorder and it gives people a chance to start to see and feel what's going on. So um, that's, that's all I'm going to talk about with product knowledge really tonight. That's all you need to know. Start slowly, let them know they may have a cleansing response and increase slowly as you go along. Okay? So, the, we said product satisfaction was a major part of having a good customer. Um, customer service is the other part and that's what the bulk of tonight's going to be about. So how do you like to be treated as a customer? You know, when you go into a shop or you go to buy anything, how do you like to be treated? You know, what is good service? Ask yourself that as far as yourself and what you think is good service. I don't like pushy salespeople. Most people don't. So don't be one of those with our products either. I like to feel like I matter, um, you know, that I'm important, that what I'm needing is important um, and I'm sure all of you feel the same way. So adopt these principles with your customers. Realise you're in business and these customers are the lifeblood of your business and looking after them and making them feel important and that they matter is huge. And they need to feel, you know, like, well, you need to feel that, that you're cared for and satisfied when you buy purchases and so do our customers. If we just, you know, they get the products and they just use them and they don't really know what they're doing and no one ever checks up on them, no one ever gives them any guidance with what they're to do, are they going to be a lasting customer? I doubt it. I doubt it. So, you know, make sure people are satisfied and this is what we're going to go into now. I think my favourite subject of all as far as building a successful Manatech business on every level is this subject, listening. And this is a key factor because you're going to have all sorts of different people that are your customers. You're going to have some people who are ill, some people who are athletes, um, you're going to have all sorts of different situations and you're a different person to every person you're talking to and the only way you can start to adjust to them and fit in with where they're at and tune into them and meet their needs is by listening and listening well. So I say listen and then listen again and then ask questions and listen more. Um, when I do three-way calls initially to talk to people that I don't know, you know, this is on the phone and we're building a rapport with people I need to build a rapport, I'm a stranger, the so-called expert from afar. But the most effective way that I can build a rapport and trust and have them believe what I'm going to tell them is to listen to them. Um, when I'm doing that, I take notes, I jot down things like husbands' names, their age, I jot down things that they're telling me about their health. But I listen to them more than I talk. And when they finish telling me whatever it is they're telling me about their health or whatever it is, their finances, I ask them more questions. Is there anything else? Is there anything else? Because the more I ask, um, the more I'm going to understand where they're coming from. 
And let's say, for instance, I could be talking to someone unbeknown to me is, um, you know, an organic farmer, you know, really knows a lot about nutrition and I just, if I just go bowling in talking about everything I know and not finding out what they know, it's not only insulting, it's a big waste of time. So by finding out where people are at and tuning into who they are, it's going to give you such an advantage and this is a, a skill that really I encourage you to work on more and more because as I said, the more you listen, the more you'll be trusted and it is a reality that people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And trust um, is built by listening. And you just think about it when you're in a conversation with someone face to face and, um, and how often you know, do people interrupt you uh, or they get interrupted and they, when they come back they don't say you were saying because they weren't really even listening and you know it. And maybe you've done the same thing or people interrupt and start telling their story similar to yours without really listening. So if you, if you focus on any one skill as a major, this is the biggest one, I assure you. Um, and one of the things that will work so well for you, which is sort of aligned with listening in this business, is your own voice and how you speak as well. And that's something that's worth, worth working on as well on the telephone. Um, many years ago, when I was only 23 years old, I was a driving instructor in Sydney. And it's funny how things in your life, you never realise what a benefit they're going to be down the track. Um, because in those days, I had a column change Tirana. Some of you don't even know what a column change is because you're too young. <laughs> anyway, that was the most difficult car to learn to drive. And we had dual controls. And sometimes I would have some, you know, hopeless pupils, just people who should never get a licence. And I took my life in my hand every day going out with them. And if I was not able, I had to learn very fast to sort of control them when they went into panics, you know, going around hairpin bends and flattening the accelerator instead of slowing down, things like that. My life was in danger all the time. And I learned, I had to tell them, just take your foot off the accelerator. I had to keep this calm voice. And it's really stood me in good stead in this business, you know, just tuning in to where the person's at. So that's another skill you can develop if you're interested to do so. Just your voice and keeping it calm, keeping it um, one of empathy, not invading too much with your personality but tuning into their personality. So they're all good skills to develop. Now this is another interesting subject in good customer service and that is making appointments. And um, you may do this, you may not. But I've seen this over my years in Manatech, many people in my team in the past um, would just ring people on a monthly basis to see what they need for the next order, which is okay to do and we need to do that. But can I recommend that a huge, huge part of good customer service and keeping customers for life is actually making appointments instead of just ringing people at random. Making appointments people are used to. It's a paradigm they're used to. They make appointments to go to the hairdresser, the beauty therapist, um, to have their car serviced, what, whatever the situation. People's lives revolve around making appointments. And obviously we're in a time in, in society where they don't keep them very well sometimes, but it still works very well. Um, I'm making appointments when you're going to call people to check how they are. Um, and catch up with them and take the next step. So on one call, book an appointment for the next call. 
and I let people decide when that will be, whether they want it to be a week's time, a fortnight's time or a month's time. But I really encourage you to make appointments and not just ring people at random. I hate to be rung at random. Um, you know, People could be in the middle of an argument, they could be sitting on the toilet, any number of things and it can be most inconvenient when you ring. Whereas if you make appointments, they're expecting you to ring, they're also mentally prepared about to talk about what's happening with the product or with the business, whatever the reason for the appointment is. They're just in that mental framework, they're tuned in, ready. Whereas when you ring at random, they're not and they can be it can annoy them. So I feel that's a huge point. So the reasons for making these calls, of course, are numerous, you know, to check how they're feeling. Actually, you know, don't just ring up and say, well, your order's due next week, what would you like? You know, that's not exactly good customer service. So make the call and tell them when you make the appointment. You know, because people, it's a bit strange, they, they're not used to this. They get medication from the doctor, they get maybe health products from a health food shop, nobody rings them up to find out how it's going. The health food shop doesn't ring up and say, oh, by the way, you know, is that B6 made you feel any better? Um, that just doesn't happen. So when we suggest doing it, it is a little bit odd to begin with, but just say, look, you know, remind them. Take every opportunity you can to reaffirm what our products are and say things like, this is food, your immune system's going to be improving, your hormones are going to be improving and I want to see how you're feeling and just make sure you know, you're taking the right amount to get the results you need. So always make it about caring about them. So you, you're making the appointment to check how they're feeling. Um, you're also making the appointment to check they're taking the, product, taking the products as they should. So often on follow-up calls, you know, I will ask them, so how many plus are you taking or what are you doing? And I mean, I've got it all written down and I know what they should be doing. So I'm really double checking. And if they say I'm taking two when they should have been taking three, I might say, okay, well that's fine, well now you can go up to three. You know, they've obviously missed that when I said it on the last call. So you keep up with where they're at and as a result, you know what's going on. As a result, you've got a bit of an idea when they're going to run out of their products. So it keeps you in tune with what's going on. So making sure they're taking what they should Sadly, we get people who lie to us and say, yes, I'm taking two teaspoons of amber toes a month and it's lasted for three months. So that does happen, unfortunately. There's not much you can do. I don't recommend you call them liars. But, um, so, that was a joke, but of course no one can laugh. <laughs> Hope you're laughing at home. So another reason you have these appointments and talk on the phone is to, is to find out, and this is a major, major, major point. This is the biggest point of the whole call to find out what they're noticing. And this is such a big point because people don't notice when they're getting better. They just don't unless you ask. And I've seen this over and over again. I'll have a follow-up call and have you noticed anything? No, no, don't notice anything. And then I'll say, well, um, are you sleeping any better? And they might say, oh, well, I am actually. Yes, actually, I, I didn't wake up last night or I slept for five hours instead of four. Um, maybe their bowels are moving better. You could ask that question. Depending on what they've told you and what they're looking, has your energy improved? You know, simple things. Don't, don't promise them a lot to begin with. 
but find out what they're noticing. And of course, this also gives you a clue if they're taking enough. You know, if if they're noticing nothing, um, I'm sorry about that beeping noise. If you can hear that, someone's trying to ring me. So. Um, Yes, yeah, so find out and make suggestions. That's a very, very powerful thing because I find this over and over again. People haven't noticed that anything is happening and, and when I prompt them and make a few suggestions, oh, they're surprised. So that's a huge thing to do when you call back. And it gives you a chance when you talk to them again to encourage them and remind them of the benefits. You know, don't ever be afraid to repeat yourself. I've had people on third and fourth calls say to me, so what's the plus for? I mean, you think it's so obvious, you've explained that plus builds their hormones, but they, they don't remember, this is something new. They don't really believe it at the beginning. They're hoping it's true, but they don't really believe it until they get the evidence and see it and feel it for themselves. So in these interim calls, maybe before they're noticing anything, it gives you a great opportunity to encourage them and remind them and just repeat a couple of things, not the whole presentation, not you know, don't go on and on, but just a few things, reminding them that it's food and that it takes a bit of time um, because you're actually rebuilding your body, you're making new cells and we're actually making healthier cells. We're not, we're not treating something, we're actually building new cells, you're building your hormone levels so it is going to take a bit of time and it's good to have this opportunity to remind them of that on this call. Um, and lastly, the reason for this call and this appointed call of this appointed follow-up call is to alter orders. But that's the last thing, not the first thing. And I've written here, why do it yourself? Now I hope I'm not going to um, be speaking opposite to what James recommends here. So I'll just make this a discussion point because I know many, many people these days are quite au fait on the computer, especially the young ones. They can get on, they can change their orders without any problem at all. Um, they're quite savvy. Older people may be very happy for you to continue to do it for them and manage their orders. And all of us as leaders would like to minimise the number of orders that we have to manage and actually do it and do the checking up. But I caution you against doing this too soon. For the simple reason is that as soon as people have control of their own orders, especially if it's in those first few months, I just do recommend against it. When they get in there to do the order themselves, before they've become really convinced about the products and they should keep taking them um, and why they should take them if they're not having this conversation with you, they're going to perhaps add it up, look at the price and think, oh no, that's too much, I better take something off. You know, the electricity bill just came in. So immediately they'll be looking at price and forgetting why they're getting it and you'll find orders will diminish. And I've actually, much not that I wanted to, but I've actually taken back over customers, long-standing customers, like eight-year customers who spend quite a lot of money both of these particular customers were spending four or five hundred dollars every month and they were phoning the company themselves. And I got in touch with them and asked when the loyalty program came in and asked them if I if they'd like me to help them, I could manage their orders and help them get their loyalty points and really sold them on this idea. And I started doing that. And you could say, well why would you do that? 
you know, have to make two more calls and manage two more orders. You know, since I've been doing that, those two orders, one's up to around $1,000 every month, the other one's up around $800 every month and that's been ever since the loyalty program came in because it gave me the opportunity to re-establish contact, to talk about new products that came in, um, to talk about the amounts they were taking and, and how it would be better if they took more Ambrotose when you've got lupus and Parkinson's disease. Whoops, I shouldn't have said that, sorry Jane. Um, so it's, it's so important, I believe, to manage orders yourself for a period of time. I'm very reluctant to give it up because you lose contact with the person and, um, and the chance to remind them and encourage them and, and talk about new products and look after them and make sure they're getting their loyalty points. So many things are involved. So the more communication you can keep up, I think the better. Okay, so moving on to the loyalty program and the loyalty program is just absolutely wonderful I believe. Um, I don't know how some of you feel, you may have felt sometimes that it wasn't a great thing for various reasons. Um, I know people in my team have felt that at some stages because they thought well once people bought a whole heap of products with their loyalty points, you know, their automatic orders went down. Well. This is where it, this comes into being a real strategy to use and understand with the loyalty program. You really need to understand how it works completely, have it very clear in your own mind that after three months of ordering or three business periods, from that moment on, people get 20% of whatever they've spent on automatic orders as free product. And product they can choose and by choosing to have it shipped with their next automatic order, they don't pay any freight. It just gets added in with their automatic order. You also need to understand that the only place you can see these loyalty points are in the person's own account. So if you're managing orders for people, for instance, you actually have to go and establish their own web account if they haven't already done that. If they're just customers and you're looking at after it in your account, you need to go into their account and set it up so you can see what their loyalty points are. That may change as we go along but at the moment that's the system. So it's most important and in that first three months this is where this is such an advantage. It, um, explain it right from the beginning and a, a term I like to use again, using familiar terms just helps people grasp things quicker and I just say look it's just like a frequent flyer program. You know, over in that first three months you're adding up points and every dollar you're spending you're getting 20% of it in free product and when you get to the to three orders you can then claim it on your fourth order. You can claim it all or you can just claim some of it and you can from then on it will be applied to every order. Once you've done your first three months, every order then from then on the loyalty points will be available. You can choose to spend a bit every month or you can build it up and get four bottles of AO in one go to save money um, or whatever the case may be and become familiar with some of the deals, you know, um, the four bottles of AO for $219 saves a lot of money for people so that's a good thing to save up and just use it for AO. So when I talk about strategy, look at different strategies, you know, if you've got people struggling to afford all the products they, can, they need, um, you can have them buying some of the products they need and using the loyalty points to buy the ones they can't fit into their budget. So this all comes with good customer service, working with them and saying, well, this is what we can do. 
you know, once we get to your loyalty points, you'll be able to buy the AO, for instance, every every VP as a free product, so you don't ever have to pay for it. And that's that's a fantastic deal, you know. So work out strategies like that, how you can help people it work for people and talk about it. Because they to feel again that you care, you're looking after them, you're looking for the best deal for them. I have emails and words back from people just thanking me so much. They they just can't really believe it. They just got you know two hundred dollars worth of free product, which they would have had no idea about if I wasn't looking after them. So not only are they pleased with Manatech, but they're also pleased with me. They they trust me even more. So then when I might for an overseas customer, for instance, New Zealand, that I some I don't talk to. We just do it all by email. I might make a suggestion about another product, and they're open to that because they now trust me. So it's all working together. The more you you care, the more they know you care, the more open they are to new suggestions and new products. And of course, obviously, know how many months they are up to. You know, go into their accounts and check on that. So when you get to that, those calls, you can say, "Oh, this is the, after this order next month." You know you'll be able to get your free products. Because sometimes people are wavering. You know, They get to that third automatic order or second automatic order and think, no, oh, I don't know if I can afford this or something like that, a bit worried. This is when you encourage them with the loyalty program to keep them going. You want people to keep going long enough to get results and see differences and know these products make a huge difference to them. And always even be prepared to lower the order, to hold them in. You know, I've had sometimes people say, oh, well, I've got a bit of a build-up and I don't need an automatic order this BP. And I'll say, well, if you do that, you're going to lose your loyalty points. So why don't you just order one product this BP so you don't lose your loyalty points and that'll give you a chance to catch them and the next BP we can work out where from then. And people are really happy with that. So, you know, use the loyalty program to help you keep customers, to encourage them. It's another form of encouragement as well. Now, follow up. This is so important to follow up. Following up with information. Um, this could be articles. I have sent to James, for those of you who are in James' business, some articles on cleansing response, um, some product articles that are great. I think this is helpful. Again, communicate with the person and ask them what they would like. Would they like some articles on the product? You know, some of the tear sheets in the library are excellent. I think the Ambrotose tear sheet in the Manatech library is a fantastic sheet. I send that out to every new customer that enrolls. It has a diagram of the cells and the communication. It has uh, Dr. Rollins on it. Um, it talks about this communication language. So, you know, it's a, it's a great follow-up information by sending these articles out to people. And don't overdo it. Um, I might only send one or two, maybe on the Ambertose tear sheet and one on the plus, something like that. Um, but you know, ask people if they'd like more. And if you're taking notes, if you've got a customer file on each customer, which I have, I write down what I've sent, what articles I've sent. And a week later, I may send another article. Um, and again, ask people, what did you think of the articles? When you're doing those follow-up calls, what did you think of that article? And they might say, oh, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I will. Or you might ask them, would they like some more? Some people are information junkies and some people don't want any. 
at all and some are in between. So again, just ask, you know, have that as part of your support system to give them more information if they want that information. CDs are also, or MP3s, whatever, the, however you may do it. Um, you have all generations in our business, as I'm sure you all do. So with Sharon Whiteman's calls, we put a lot of those onto CDs, or some just put them straight onto their phones um, to listen to. They're great training, great things you can send to customers. Um, and other different CDs from different doctors. There's lots of things coming out now that you can lend people CDs to follow up. There's not so much product ones available, I'll admit. That's why Sharon's calls are so great. I mean, you've got something like 10 years of archives in Sharon Whiteman's website that you can go back and download these either onto CD or onto an MP3 or whatever the case may be and share them. You know, you can people who are clever at this can have links in emails, so you can send a link to listen to a particular doctor's call that Sharon's interviewed or someone on the products to customers. Some people will like that. So, but it's just keeping them reminded about you, about Manatech, about what they're taking. Even it even reminds them to keep taking their products. You know, I have I have some customers who are very recalcitrant. You know, oh, I just keep forgetting. And that's another reason for the calls, just to remind them and to be cared about. So um, this follow-up is so important. Encourage attendance on appropriate calls. You know, these sort of webinars when they're on product, like the last one was, um, Sharon Whiteman's call. They're not all business orientated, so when they're product calls, encourage people to go on them and to hear from somebody else, a third party. And remember, Remember, remember that other voices are out there. Other voices are in their ear. Maybe their husband. How much are you spending on Manatech? Or maybe ads on the TV for other supplements that we all know are inferior. So there's a lot of other voices. Maybe it's bills coming in. You know, a big bills coming in. So often people think, oh, the first thing to go will be the Manatech products. So we need to remember this. It's just good business to understand what's going on. And people have got a lot of other voices talking to them. So we need to really care for them, look after them, um, encourage them with the loyalty program, encourage them with the packs, you know, those packs of products that save money. Um, you know, some of them save them $70 to $100 just by buying a pack of products. So the more you can do to look after people and keeping fairly regular contact, especially in those first three months. If possible, I make it weekly calls for at least the first month, then probably stretch to two weeks and then for a while and maybe monthly or, or not at all, just depending on the situation. So this is my last slide. How do you keep clients? Well, all of the above. You know, understanding the products and how to get people started and keep them going with the products. Um, having that product knowledge and just work on your knowledge a bit more all the time. Ask a few more questions, learn a bit more all the time. And, you know, by doing three-way calls with your upline maybe with someone with products is a great way to learn that by hearing them teach someone as well. Making appointments, can't recommend that enough. It's a paradigm people are used to and they fit into it. Um, having your loyalty point strategy, 
developing your listening skills and developing a system of follow-up material. So all these things are going to help you keep your clients if you follow them and, uh, and work on them and just make it, make it your way of running business. But also accept that even with your best service, some will go. Some will just stop buying the product for many, many reasons, different reasons, and that's just the way it is, as Jim Rohn was saying, would say. Don't take that class. You know, some will. As long as you know that you've done all you can to look after them and guide them, it's just crazy sometimes why some people stop, but they do. So you just have to let it go because the worst thing you can do is go into despair and think it doesn't work if, um, if somebody stops buying the products. Don't let that slow you down. As I say in my business, don't let the turkeys get you down. You know, don't let it upset you. Just understand that it is just the way it is. Um, just make sure you're focusing on doing all you can to look after your clients and you will retain most of them and of course you will keep replacing them as well. Whereas if you go into despair over losing one, it will slow you down for a week or two, you might not even come back. So don't let that get you down, just understand it happens to the best of us, it happens to me still. New, new enrolments who I think are going to be so fantastic and then they just stop or they stop answering my calls or they stop answering emails. So it's just the way it is. Um, don't let it get you down, just keep going and finding new people and look after the ones you've got to the best of your ability. And remember, as I said at the beginning, some of your best business builders will come from satisfied customers and you don't know who they're going to be. So look after those customers as best you can because out of that you're training them, remember at the same time, by looking after them well they've already slipped into training. So if it comes down the track where you might talk to them about the business, they already know what's going to happen. You make it easy, they say, well, what would I do? I said, well, you would just lend someone some information, you would organise a call and we'd look after them the same way we looked after you. And they feel very comfortable with that because they've been looked after well and it gives them confidence to refer their family, their friends and acquaintances because they know how they've been looked after. So it all ties in together, one big loop. And then they become business builders and they look after their customers well because they've been trained well. So I think that's all I have to say for tonight, James. I hope that's helpful. Karen, that's been fantastic. I mean, I've already taken a page of notes myself and I've been around for a long time as well. Um, you know, one of the first thing you said that I loved, which really hit home, was by looking after our clients, we're looking after our potential business partners, potential leaders, mm. and that's so true. Mm. You know, there so many of our leaders in the past have come from being customers first, and and that happens all the way across. So Karen, thank you. Um, for uh, you know, Crystal's just said she took four pages of notes. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's fantastic. People loved it. So um, uh, Karen, thank you so much, and everyone, well done for being on tonight's webinar. You know. Um, you know, I'm getting messages coming in. Shirley said she's taken four pages of notes as well. Um, so, Karen, you've done extraordinary. Uh, everyone, next time, so it'll be in four weeks' time, it will be uh, my turn. And so, Karen, I'll work out what's needed there. Um, so, <laughs> so we can share the, share the love. 
Uh, and those of you that are in my team, we'll start our team webinar in just over 10 minutes. Make sure you're on that, get the team on for that, for some things we need to cover. Um, Karen, again, God bless. Thank you so much for everything on behalf of everyone on the call. Uh, thank you. You're wonderful. And uh, thank you to your amazing team.